Amen. Amen. What an amazing morning it's been so far. And I'm so um, happy to be finally out of self-isolation to share this message with you all today. But before we start, let's just open up in prayer. Father God, I ask you that right now you do something significant with this message, that you will bring fresh revelation to everyone listening. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So if you've been following the series so far, we are in a series called You Were Made For This. And we've been thinking a lot about identity, calling and purpose. But deeper than that, we have been exploring why it is important to truly discover all of this. And as we said, as Marco and Joshua said uh, earlier, that last week, Paul wonderfully broke down how we can wait with purpose actively waiting in a season that seems like a prison to us. And today, as Sandra wonderfully read this amazing story of Joseph, we come to the point in the, in the story um, where that moment last week with the cup bearer and the baker changed everything. And two years on, now in Genesis 41, um, we see the opportunity now quickly presented before Joseph and what God had been preparing all along. And so I just want to give a quick recap and kind of break down Joseph's story uh, so far into five overarching chapters. Okay, so if you're making notes, these are some good ones. So chapter one, at the very beginning of his story, we have the promise. We read about the God dreams Joseph is having. Chapter two, we read, he was in the pit. We see Joseph has been rejected by his family and finds himself in a pit. But that rejection he experienced did not define his life. And it led to chapter three, the promotion. We read that Joseph has the characteristics and the heart of the father. And he showed excellence as an exemplary leader in Potiphar's house. And that led to chapter four, the prison. We read last week that Potiphar's wife falsely accuses Joseph and he is thrown into prison. But in prison, God was with Joseph and Joseph used prison to still serve others. We read that there is purpose in waiting and in how we respond. God, you know, is waiting to see if you can tap into your purpose in prison. And now, today, as Sandra read, we're in chapter 5. I mean, we read from Genesis 41, but these overarching themes, chapter 5, the palace. Joseph is brought hastily from the prison and pushed in front of Pharaoh. And this is the title of my message, From the Prison to the Palace. And together, we're going to discover how Joseph was able to seize this moment. And talking about seizing this moment, okay, so I'm a millennial and I love hip hop and I love rap music and especially from Christian artists, but I may reference a few rappers in my preach today, but I can't not talk about seizing the moment without referencing Eminem, okay? He starts one of his songs, uh, Lose Yourself, and he says this, look, if I had one shot one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or would you let it slip? And this is 
perfect in setting the scene in how we can be ready for what God wants to do in our lives. And so we see Joseph, um, we see that he has this important opportunity, okay? And this important opportunity may come when we least expect it. Did Joseph have time to prepare? Well, yes and no. He had no warning that he would uh, be suddenly pulled from prison and in front of Pharaoh. Yet Joseph was ready for almost anything. How? Well, this is something we're going to explore further. And it is because of his right relationship with God. And it is because of his character. You know, it's not Joseph's knowledge of dreams that helped him interpret their meaning. It was his knowledge of God. And so here is our first two points, if you're note-taking. Point one, as we look at how we can become ready for what God wants to do in our lives, it is to be in relationship with him. And point two is to check your character. Is it Christ-like? In the book of Timothy, so Timothy is now in the New Testament, in chapter 4, verses 7, it says, train yourselves to be godly. Train yourselves to be godly. This is what we see all throughout Joseph's life. Moments where his character and relationship with God shone through. We've got to train ourselves to be godly. You know, Not every person who professes to be a Christian fully understands the gospel or lives it out. For many, Christianity is just one part of their busy life. Some see their Christian experience as something to look back on. And for many, Christianity is a ticket to heaven, but they don't want to get too serious about it today. But this is not our call as believers. We must be training ourselves to be in relationship with our Father, striving for godliness, pursuing spiritual discipline and submitting to God's will. And all of this, by the way, not coming from a legalistic heart, but from a disciplined heart where you can actually say, I want to be in a relationship with God because I love him and I want to please him. We have got to be spending time in God's word because this is how we will become more Christ-like. We must stay close to our Father God. And then, like Joseph, we can be ready for any opportunity and step into everything God has for us. When he calls you to a task, you'll be ready. Seizing the moment is not just about the big thing, by the way, but it's even more so in the small day-to-day things. How are you responding to the call today to be godly? The call to live Christ-like? The call to live knowing the Holy Spirit dwells within you on a daily basis? Matthew 6, chapter 6, also in the New Testament, says this, Pray to your Father in private, then your Father who sees everything will reward you. No matter what chapter you find yourself in, we are to grow in the fruits of the Spirit. 
I don't know what chapter you're in right now, but right now grow in patience, grow in long suffering, grow in gentleness, in love, in peace, in kindness, in faithfulness, in self-control. Adopting these fruits in all areas of our character, our speech and our values, living out our faith. These are the areas of seizing which are foundational for what is to come. All throughout the Bible, not just Joseph, by the way, God used men and women that represented him, who had his characteristics, and he positioned them in front of kings and queens and leaders of the land to bring about change. I want to bring about change. Do you want to bring about change? We shouldn't be surprised when God uses us to do the same. Your priority is God and your focus and as you focus on your character God will take care of the rest. Point 3 3 not 2 3 In order for you to be ready you can't disregard the process. In every stage of Joseph's life his character was being refined and was in preparation for what was to come. as we look at seizing the moment a lot of the times in culture today we see the final result of a person their rise to influence or the position that they've achieved and we don't know or see the years of hard work and dedication prior to this moment and the thing is we often think it's our skill our ability our looks our likability which will enable us to be in position in a position of influence or change and that's true that can open doors but it is your character that will keep you there you may get the girlfriend the boyfriend the marriage the job the position the child your dream or your promise that god showed you but he ain't just going to give you the promise for it to crash and burn because you weren't ready we got to build the habits to always always assume the best from our father god our father god he lavishes his promises onto us and god is not withholding them from us he is just preparing us for what he is holding onto for us in the meantime prepare yourself each chapter from the promise to the pit to the promotion to the prison was a process of trust a process of pruning of his character ready to receive the next chapter the palace so many know there is a call on their life but many are unaware of the process that is a part of that call i don't know if something specific that you have that maybe you were kind of hoping you would have already achieved by now or maybe you were already hoping that you'd be at the palace by now but you see many of us want the destiny that leads to the palace but so few of us have the humility to be in a prison are you prepared already for the refining that takes place in the prison for the palace every step prior to the opportunity is where we seize the moment Okay, I promise this is the last time I'm going to reference rappers in this preach, but there is a lyric from a song, uh, Iggy Azalea, her song Walk the Line, 
where she raps about her journey and she says this beautiful line that I know pressure makes diamonds. Aren't we to shine God as he molds us and shapes us? And last one, to quote rapper Drake, started from the bottom, now we're here. Again, these rappers are sharing their journey. You know, they started somewhere and there was, a, there was this process of refinement. And now we see the end result. Let's bring it back to Joseph. We see Joseph rise quickly from the top, from the prison to the palace. But we also saw Joseph learn the importance of serving God and others. Whatever your situation, no matter how undesirable, consider it part of your training program for serving God. And the thing is, I don't know what the characters of these rappers, Eminem, Iggy, Drake, I don't know what their characters are really like, but we know what Joseph's character was like. We know that he was a man of integrity. We know that Joseph ran Potiphar's house and built his skill in leadership for running an empire. And then right at the end, if you were following with Sandra, we still see his character shine through. In verse 57, it says, people from all around the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. He's in a position now. And yet we see Joseph as a man who never took advantage of his new privileges he, or, or his new authority or his financial resources. Character, process, relationship with God. Those are the first three points. It's all about being in a position where you're ready and prepared to seize the moment, which now leads to point four, which is actually about seizing the moment when it comes. And that is to recognize God in two ways, actually. First is to recognize the God moment, to look for and recognize the fingerprint of God in and through your life and to go wholeheartedly into where you see him make a move. And secondly, Joseph made sure to give all credit to God and we should be careful to do the same, giving glory to God. You see, when Pharaoh asked Joseph to interpret the dream, from the get-go, Joseph is like, look, this is beyond my power to do this, but God can tell you what it means. And throughout, he is stating that it is God who is revealing these things. And at the end, Pharaoh recognizes that Joseph is a man filled with the spirit of God. You might not be interpreting dreams for a king, but those around you should be able to see God in you through your kind words, your merciful acts, your wisdom. Do your relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers see you as a person in whom the spirit of God dwells in? Joseph continues to give glory to God, even as he is naming his own sons, okay? He chooses names that represent how God brought him through, a constant reminder to him and those around him that it was God who brought forth the promise. Uh, I heard this preacher, Sarah Jakes Roberts, she said this beautiful thing. She said this, God through this story is reminding us that not only is the palace for you, the palace is yours. Not only is this opportunity for you, but it's going to catapult you into heights that you can't even imagine. 
And sometimes God takes us lower than we ever thought possible so that we can get to the highest point possible for us. We recognize, and when that happens, we recognize that we didn't get there on our own, but God. And throughout, as Joseph is made ruler of Egypt, he remains totally dependent on God. And all this character building and recognizing of Yahweh, the one true God, was super important in an environment which was infiltrated by pagan gods. As I conclude, I just want to point out that no God of Egypt, no wise man, no magician, no astrologer could interpret Pharaoh's dreams. A dream that, by the way, was a pretty serious threat because it was concerning the River Nile. And the Nile meant everything. It was central to Egyptian life. But also because Pharaoh was like regarded as a godlike guardian of the Nile and a mediator between the gods and his people. And this dream is a little bit awkward for Pharaoh because he doesn't know what it means. But Joseph does. And you know what's awesome? Pharaoh hasn't even seen Joseph in action yet. There is no evidence that Joseph is right. He is just trusting. All of this because of Joseph's God. You see, when God is in control, he places you in a position you are qualified for. When you faithfully serve in the season that you're in, your promotion comes from God. And God has now positioned Joseph in a place of great influence. Egypt was a place of remarkable splendor, had amazing educational advancement, military might, and limitless like wealth. And now Joseph has become second in command for a great purpose. God used Joseph to save people from a disastrous famine. Without a survival plan, the next 14 years, as we read, would have turned from prosperity to ruin. And because of God, Joseph was able to save a nation by translating God's plan into a practical action. He gets the ring, and that signifies his authority. He gets the robe to signify he is set apart, and a chain to signify his honor. Isn't it interesting that at the beginning, right at the beginning in chapter one, he got given a robe with all the colors, but that was stripped away from him. And now that everything that had been taken away has now been restored and so much more. But the most significant thing is not what he has got, but the person he has become and the position he now holds. He is in a place of influence. He is in a place where he can bring about change. And he is a man of God who gives glory to God. From 17 years old to now 30 years old, it was 13 years of pain and different, different chapters of struggle. But he didn't quit. Joseph knew that he had a call of God on his life. He built up the characteristics of the father and now the father has positioned him in a place where he can bring about the change and influence and the God dream was fulfilled. And as we close in a time of prayer, 
I don't know what you are waiting for, a God dream, a promise that you thought you would have had by now. Whatever chapter you find yourself in, whether it's the pit, the promotion, you had a promise, maybe you're in the palace. However derelict your dream or your God purpose may seem right now, know that God first wants to take you through a period of refinement before the place of position. I don't know why this is happening to you, your specific situation, but he is going to introduce to you why you had to go through all of this and why you need to go through this now. Recognize that God is in control of your life as you stay close to him. And at the right time, there will be a shift from the, from the prison to the palace. Doors will open. Opportunities will be presented to you that weren't there before. A sudden shift is possible if you stay focused on God and develop character. Don't give up on the dream that God has given you just because of your current circumstance. And so let's spend some time to pray. Um, so wherever you are right now, however this message has resonated with you, whatever season you're in, just lift up your voice and let's pray together. Father God, help us to choose to train in pursuit of you, God, in pursuit of godliness. Help us to submit to your plan for our lives. Help us to model you in every aspect of our character. And like Joseph, help us to model integrity, humility, and perseverance. We pray and ask, Father God, that you will help us and move us into a passionate surrender to spend time with you in your word, that we will become more Christ-like and be able to step into everything that you have for us. Father God, every door that closes is an opportunity to see you do something greater. We shake off discouragement. We let go of despair. We relinquish the right to be mad and we begin to praise you instead and we surrender our lives so your glory can be revealed. God is perfecting us. He's cleansing us. He's shaping us. He's purifying us to see that we cannot orchestrate this ourselves. The change we want to see is not on us, but it's God through us. Prepare us now to not miss the moment you want us to seize. Teach us to worship you no matter the situation because you are worthy and you're close to each of your believers. Help use the situations that are difficult and frustrating as opportunities to learn more about your character. It's because of Jesus that we can have a relationship and it's because of you, Father God, that you have started a good work in us and you will see it to completion. Grow us, humble us, help develop the gift that you've placed inside each of us. And actually, Father God, you're reminding me that through this story, we are royalty. 
that we have already been appointed and anointed. So it doesn't matter where you are. We know who we are. We are daughters and sons of the King of Kings and His Spirit dwells within us. Help us to learn to operate knowing our identity, our calling and our purpose in every season. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.